How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Let the shenanigans begin. Hello, Albano Matt. Welcome to the Men's Room. Hola, bitch Hola. Matt, welcome to the program. Ran a question, question. Let's go with this one. Uh, whether it was for a secret stash or for you, what would you say is one of the uh, the best hiding places that you've used, or or maybe the worst? Um, hold on, give me a sec. By the way, Castle chimed I mean, in. Tell me if this is like I don't know if this is unique or not, but um, around my neighborhood there is this like kind of dead end road that leads to another neighborhood, but it has a yellow gate that so people can't drive through it. It's like, it's just called the yellow gate. It's like people walk, go on there to walk and stuff. And uh, when I used to get drugs from people when I was dumb, uh, I made, we had this stash pot inside the yellow gate itself. And so like, I mean, like, I've never felt comfortable stashing drugs anywhere like that before, but. That makes uh, sense. That's actually a great hiding spot, man. If I'm yeah, a cop like, and I think you have drugs on you, I can turn your house upside down. I can dig up your backyard. I can go through your crap. I can dig through your car. The last thing I would think is that you have it hidden in the yellow gate. Yeah, and it's, it's like metal, you know? So, like, the one end of the metal uh, cylinder has no top. So, like, you could reach your hand inside it. So, I'd just stick my arm in, you know, up to my elbow and just put the okay. baggie in there. Yeah. All right. I mean, you hide Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but you just put it on a high shelf. I put it on a high shelf, and the kid, well, no, because we read to the kitchen, man. It's on a lower shelf now. So they can because find it if they want. They can find it. I cannot explain this, man, but, like, they still just want Cheerios, which is cool. Actually, I had two mm-hmm. bowls of it last night. Got nice. High and had some Cinnamon Toast Crunch. My, I mean, back to the marriage years, my hiding spot was always in golf bags. Sure. So that was any kind of drugs that I had, regardless of weed, whatever. You know, everything was bad before it was legal, so I wasn't supposed I to be doing any man. of that. So I had all that in the golf bag. If, I mean, uh, I always had my drugs. I, I don't have them out, but I mean, I never really hid them because anyone who's ever been with me, it's like, you know I drink and do drugs, right? So I will put them somewhere so they're not out, out, but I'm not hiding them anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But when you're growing up, back in the days of porn magazines, et cetera, so where a kid now will clear the search history, we had to find a place to put material Porn magazines, and the problem is, man, as a kid, when you think you're being clever, you're not. Like, hiding them in your closet means nothing. I know that because my mom busted me with them in my closet. Hiding them under your bed does not work. I know that because my mom busted me with uh, having them under the bed. Putting them between your mattress and the box spring doesn't work. I know that because my mom busted me with porn mags between those two things. And finally, I had, like, this trunk in my room with blankets in it. I put them under the blankets because, God forbid, Mm, anyone will lift up a blanket 
And then my mom found them there, too. There is no good hiding. I might as well have just kept them, like, directly on top of my bed. My wife, back in the day, she uh, she wanted to make a budget because things were tight. We wanted to we, – we just bought a home, and it was a little bit of a stretch as far as the amount of money we spent on sure. the house. So things are going to be tight. We also had children and everything else. So we kind of agreed just to take a chill with ourselves as far as, you know, splurging on – you know, every once in a while, like once a week we would go out. But I was couponing. Because you're buying formula and diapers for, I mean, it's just having kids is expensive. So we made a pact, like, look, okay, we'll keep a budget. And then we we do money envelopes and all these different things to stay within the budget of gas money and and shopping money as far as groceries are concerned. And it never failed, man. Anytime I needed to get anything out of her trunk, there would be like five bags from Macy's in there. Of course. Two bags from Nordstrom. (laughs) She would gradually break. And she's not even bothering to hide it. No, but she knew me well enough to know that if she just brought them in subtly, like anything else, do you remember the first time I wore this shirt? No, I don't know. Like, I, it's not that I'm not paying attention, but you know what? I'm not paying attention to what. Not to that. I mean, if you're wearing something, you look nice. I'm like, man, you look nice. But I, I don't put it past that. As far as if it's not like a concert T-shirt, there's no. You know what I mean? Where I go, yeah. oh, that's cool. You saw that band or that group or that artist. And she knew this, right? It, like I said, my wife might buy 400 articles of clothing a day. I don't know. I don't think so, but I'd have no idea. But she hid all of her clothes, and she never stopped her shopping sprees. She just put them all in the trunk, and she would break them out gradually. Now, that said, yeah. now granted, she's taking directly from your joint funds for this. But didn't if you got paid on the side for a radio gig, you know, uh, I, I didn't did you not, keep that cash and yes. like buy your drugs with it? Oh, uh, yeah. I was doing yeah. a tel- uh, voicing over television commercials. So and they paid you with a check, though, right? So always, did, always, always, so how did always you, like, check, always check, and sometimes on events it was always cash. Yeah. So in other words, if I had to go to uh, always check, but then always cash. It depends. An event it, cash. No, I know. It's just funny the way you backed it, it up. It depends. <laughs> it depends on the situation. So if I did a live gig someplace, so if I was going to be the zoo in Dundalk, right? Oh boy, bringing out a band that was three hundred dollars. Do they have a band. real zoo or is that a bar? No, the ZU. Oh yeah, all right. They had stuffed animals. Yeah, that's another one that burned down. Exactly. But because of the stuffed animals, but Schmuffy would pay me in cash. Schmuffy, which was three hundred Bob Schmuffy. You know why? Because he goes by Schmuffy. He's going to pay you in cash. But he, but every time when I came home, I had the full two hundred dollars that he gave me. Right. So it was always kind of a yeah. You know, they say pay yourself first. Oh, of course. Pay yourself first. So the three hundred was always two hundred. But that was a hell of a deal. You know, I was there for three hours. I got, you know, two hundred bucks. That's sweet. Why not? And then the problem was with doing the T V voiceovers was that uh, they were on a lot. Like I did uh, a, a big restaurant in uh, well, that's right. you had to let her know that you were not doing these. I was not because if these you games. were, then you were making extra I was money. Do, I was doing Toyota dealerships on the East Coast. You know, now, how do you hide this if she's watching TV in your well, voice? Well, that's the problem. You guys every led, single holiday has a you know like Labor Day deals going on at right. your local Toyota dealer. You know, <laughs> all these different things. Buddy's crabs and ribs. I did Comcast cable. I did like five different spots. Uh, and she would say, that's the guy. That's the guy that sounds just like you. And I'd, I'd turn the volume up, and I'd feign ignorance, and i go, he does sound a lot like me. You're right. I, I'd never thought about that before. I've seen that commercial a hundred times. But you're right. You know how you can't hear your own voice very well? How many years did you pull this ruse? He does sound like me. About, man, oh, man. About five, six years. Jimmy Earn, the guy who'd, uh, you know, too early for a fish sandwich. Yeah. He would hire me to do all the commercials or the voiceovers at the Fox affiliate in, in Baltimore. Same difference there. So I tried to stay away a lot of the times from watching shows on Fox because they were every single break. And you know what F me was NFL football. I was going to say, that's the issue, is <laughs> right. football. Right. Yeah. Like, if you have a, if you, if you sell trucks, you're running commercials to oh, run yeah. football. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. 
It's like, you know. And there's only, like, I don't know if everybody knows this, but there's only an allotted spot for local spots. Correct. Most of it's going to be national spots. You can tell, right? All the different breaks, yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, you're just... So the locals want their mention because they pay a lot of money, mm-hmm. especially in NFL. That's... I did Coons uh, Ford. Mm-hmm. So that was another one. It was on all the and time. And she but... never caught wind that her goddamn husband is the person speaking to her through the TV. I mean, she said that's the guy that sounds like me. And you... <laughs> And I said, yes, he does sound like me. I did not lie. <laughs> That's not a lie. He does sound like me. He does sound like me. That guy looks like, you know, Otani. That's because it's Otani. <laughs> Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the men's room radio network. Yes, friends, it's time once again for... Sit and spin. Let's gather around the old radio and listen to some swellerific new music. All back home on the farm. Give it up for the lovely Taryn Daly. Hello, gentlemen. How is the day? We're doing lovely. How are you, man? How's the how's the farm lifestyle? Farm life is great. You know, the goats are are just tooling around. The chickens are laying in an abundance of uh, of excitement. So yeah, it's it's a good day on the farm. How many, how many goats do you have? We have two chick or sorry, two, two chickens. We do have uh, we have two goats and ten chickens. How the egg? Uh, how, how's the egg situation? Can you bring some in? So, I, if you want me to, I'd love to bring yeah. some in for you. No, when you have uh, when you have chickens on the farm and you have and they have eggs, these are the eggs that do not need to be refrigerated. Correct? You can just put them out on the counter and they're good for what? A few weeks. Yeah, a couple weeks. You can leave them on the counter. If you do like wash them off, though, then you're supposed to refrigerate them because once that enamel has been rinsed off of the exterior of ah. the egg, it cannot be sitting on the counter anymore. I do see. chickens hmm. get pissed when you take their eggs? Like they're sitting there, right? And you reach their hand under their butt and you just like take the egg away, right? You know what's funny? They they uh, they get into this like kind of state of uh, psychosis every once in a while where they're they're called broody hens. And that means that they want to hatch babies. And it doesn't matter. They might be sitting on nothing. They could be sitting on a golf ball and they think that they're going to hatch a chick. So if they happen to be sitting on eggs when they are broody, they might get a little testy with you. But mine are, for the most part, pretty good girls. What are those chickens like in their late 20s? <laughs> <laughs> At this point? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, they're like, I think most of our chickens are like between the ages of four and seven. They're not young. They're not spring chickens, if you will. How, how, how long does the, does the average chicken live? Well, it just kind of depends. With the coyote population we have around here, not very long. (laughs) Is that that the number one predator for the most part, is the coyotes? The coyotes are the only ones I've known to actually take our chickens. We have seen eagles dive bomb the yard. We've seen hawks dive bomb the yard. But I've never actually seen them successfully uh, murder a chicken. Okay. That's very interesting. You live a much different life than a lot of people who uh, who work here, I believe. Just yeah, for based, sure. Just based on the farm living. All right, uh, today it's Taryn, very true. We're gonna do a we're gonna do a little cover action today. There's one thing I believe that's uh, that's truly, uh, I think, apropos about a cover. It's either going to be something that you really like, even if it's popular, and even if it's popular, you might not really like it at all. Mm-hmm. It just depends on who does the song, how they do it, and their interpretation. So we play a number of cover uh, covers on the uh, on KISW. Some I really like. Some I could take or leave. Sure. But uh, you might not know that uh, a lot of these songs are actually covers. So today we have 10 songs that you did not know are actual covers. Now, uh, Mike, you are going to play the cover version of the song. Correct. And we'll try to guess who the original version is by. Does that work for everybody? That works for me, man. Okay, here we go. 10. 
Okay, this one I know the cure. As in, this is the original. Does the original? Mm-hmm. I have no idea who this is. Is it three eleven? This would be the band three eleven. Yes, there you Boom. go, Ted. Right Boom. on. On it. Okay. Yeah. It's, not the, yeah. it's not the worst cover of this song. I mean, it's only. I think it's cover a pretty great cover. Of- it was in the fifty first date soundtrack uh, with uh, Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. It's a great. It's a great jam. Three eleven. If it's warm out, you. You might not think you want to go to that concert. Go to that concert. Yeah. You've told me that Hell before. Yeah. You'll have a blast. I've seen them at the bank in a, a little bar Damn. in Baltimore back in the day, and I was like, I don't even know who these guys are, but they kill it. Yeah. They are great live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three dudes, and they just rock. Hey. These are uh, 10 songs you didn't know were actual covers on Sit and Spin. Nine, number nine. Hey, John Jack. Jet, the Black Ops. The awesome. <laughs> this song's been out for so long, I had no idea it was a cover. I have no idea who did it originally. The original was a group called The Arrows back in 1975, and this became Joan Jett's highest charting hit. Yeah, it's absolutely like this song's well, completely might, associated with it. It might have been her highest charting hit, but as far as the money goes, it goes to whoever wrote. Exactly. That's the song yeah, that originally. is the, the unfortunate part about covering a song. You don't get paid. Well, one of her other big ass songs was uh, Crimson and Clover. Another which cover. Which was also a cover. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember. Yeah, Crimson and Clover. Yeah. I don't know who did that originally, but right. Like her best hits, kind of like Quiet. Is that the Rock. Mamas and the Papas? Maybe someone Joni like Joni Mitchell? No, I'm just making things up. I don't remember. So, you know, Terrence my kind of. I just I just guess that general <laughs> time period. Right, right, right. Throughout a band name. <laughs> Ten songs you didn't know were actual covers on Sentence Fit. Eight, number eight. What you want, baby, I got I don't remember who did this originally, but just how times have changed. I want to say... Like Aretha Franklin recorded this either the same year or the year after the original artist put it out. I have the original and album. It, do you? Yes. Is it Willie Nelson? No, it's in the uh, same genre as Aretha back in that time. Someone we've heard of? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Patty LaBelle. No, this guy is the guy that uh, uh, had the biggest hit he's ever had, uh, but he died two days before it was released. Marvin Gaye? Otis Redding. Otis. Oh, God, right. Yeah, oh, yeah. So he didn't even know he was going to be famous. I mean, I mean, to that level of being sure. Otis Redding. Well, he was sitting on that dock. He was. That'd be weird if that's how he died. <laughs> but he doesn't even know that and, song you know, was a hit. They're fighting right. over Aretha Franklin's will right now, but no money from this song is involved, obviously. Yep. Really? Because yeah. oh, yeah. she didn't write it. Okay. Been played yeah. 7 million times on the radio and not a cent to the family. Not so a cent wonder, to the estate. I wonder if Aretha's like, I don't want to sing the song. I get, no, I, I know it's my big hit, but I don't mm-hmm. get a damn thing for it. Hell no. 10 songs you didn't know were actual covers on Sit and Spin. 7, number 7. Oh, tainted love. Did not realize this was a cover. Who did this? This was originally by Gloria Jones in 1964, covered by Soft Cell in 1981. Well, because of Soft Cell, I know the song. I don't even know who the hell, whatever her name is. I know so Gloria, Gloria Jones, Jones she wrote a lot of very famous songs back in the day, and she was also in T-Rex and had a child with Mark Bolin. Get out of and here. And their child's name is Roland Bolin. Are, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. That's what I'm saying. Roland, Roland, Number six. You are always on my mind. You are always on my mind. Is this Willie Nelson? That is what I thought. That would be incorrect. Bobby Dan. Willie Nelson covered it almost, I think, almost 10 years after it was originally released by oh, he's not Brenda Lee. 
Brenda Lee. Oh, oh Brenda like Lee in 1972. Around, yeah, I believe Rock around the Christmas tree. Yeah. That Brenda that Lee. That is her. Mm. Boom. That Brenda Lee. Okay. Who is huh. this, though? <laughs> this is the Pet Shop Boys. <laughs> this is the Pet Shop Boys. <laughs> Who is this? Who's this? Get off my lawn. <laughs> so sorry. What is this? <laughs> I was like, it sounds weird, man. Ten songs you didn't know were actual covers. Five. Number five. Nothing's fine, I'm torn. I'm all out of faith. This is how I feel. I'm cold and I am shamed. Lying Once again, did not know it was a cover. I just learned this was a cover within the last couple of months, and I feel like cheated a little bit. I did. I had no idea. It was originally done by a Danish singer named Lise Sorensen, covered by Natalie Imbruglia in 1997. I would have had no idea at all. I didn't care. I just like looking at her in the video. Boy, I, she's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those lips. Those and lips. Like doing blank. <laughs> I know this oh, is yeah. Genesis Land of Confusion. Yep. I mean, this is the one I feel like everybody did probably know this was a cover. And, you know, Disturbed has done many, many, many covers. I think they had one on every album up until very recently. They should stop releasing them because, again, they make less money. Like, we'll cover yeah, it, totally but it's true. not going to be our single. This is the highest uh, charted song we've ever had. Yeah, but all the money goes to Paul Simon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. He was so excited about that. I was at uh, Sound of Silence. Mm-hmm. And he was really proud, and I get it. He goes, man, it was the number one rock song. A big, and, but all I could think is like, but you didn't write it. I mean, it's man. great. Your biggest song someone else wrote. Ten cool. songs you didn't know were actual covers. I'm Sid Smith. Well, it, that that was a lot different than the original. That's a fact. I don't know it. I it's don't a little know. bit more angry. I didn't even. I didn't know either. I didn't know the original by Joy Division in 1979, uh, and I didn't. I'm not familiar with the Nine Inch Nails version off the Downward Spiral. The only reason I know it is because everybody had that Joy Division album growing up. That that was a massive album. Yeah, it was, I don't think it was ever released as a single from Joy Division. Correct. But it was just on the album. These are our ten songs you didn't know were actual covers on Sid and Spit. Two, number two. This is a cover? Yeah. I just learned that myself. So this is yep. Cindy Lauper. Right. It just fits who she is or was so well. I just assume she wrote it. I've never heard of this guy. It was originally done by a guy called Robert Hazard. Robert Hazard in 1979. But I'm with you guys. It sounds like the song, if it wasn't well, written by her, it sounds like it was written well, for her. Correct. I agree. Also, I think it was guys just want to have fun. If Robert Hazard was the artist who sang it. Well, I don't know. What's, uh, well, what, maybe he did sing a girl's just Paul Schaefer wrote uh, yeah, It's Rain of Men. Yeah, you could be right. Hallelujah, Absolutely. It's Rain of Men. Ten songs <laughs> you didn't know were actual covers. We made it to number one. One, number one. I've been tragic like I'm Marlon Brando. When I look at my Chanukah. Oh, we know David Bowie for sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you guys did not know this was a cover either? No. no. I had no idea. No idea. I was also today years old when I learned that this was recorded by Iggy Pop in 1977. That makes ah, sense. Right. That makes that, sense. The line, oh baby, just you shut your mouth makes sense because that's not something that David Boyd right. would actually <laughs> right. say. No, no. Very cool. Taryn, thank you so much. There you go. Ten songs you did not know were uh, actual covers. We will see you coming up at uh, six o'clock tonight, man.
Thank you so much, All guys. Right, Have a great rest of the show. Enjoy right, the Sunday. Yeah, we appreciate it. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast reach out to the guys on twitter at men's room live now back to the men's room on the men's room radio network ladies and gentlemen entering the studio now uh, seattle supersonic legend sean kemp joining us on the program very cool. He's, he's getting in here. Yeah. A little fast. Oh, we've got plenty of time. All good. Sean, thank you so much for stopping by, man. This is uh, this is very cool. We appreciate it. We got Scott in here with us, too. Yeah. Yeah, but Scott they don't know who Scott is. That's right. This mic's over there. Yeah, we're all good to go. You can raise that mic up, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's got to go up a long way. There we go. There we go. That's a deal. There we go. <laughs> All right. Hey, thank you for coming in. Oh, thank you, man. Thanks we, for having me. Yeah, we appreciate it, man. This Absolutely. is uh, th- this is absolutely cool. By the way, uh, uh, Sean, you're here because the uh, Cantana Festival is going on August 22nd and in 26th in Renton with Tech Nine, and you're hosting the entire event. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's what we're doing. It's a fun event. It's the first year we're doing it. Um, it's something that we've been putting together. We had some struggles along the way, but we've worked everything out. And uh, we're, even, we're even hoping to give out a car that day. So if anybody out there want to want to deal with us to help us deal, give out a vehicle on that uh, special day of the 26th, we would much appreciate it. Yeah. Our sister station, Hot 103.7, is, uh, is sponsoring the event with you guys as well. Uh, Tech 9, kind of a big deal to have him there. How hard no, is wait, it? No, wait, 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 wait. 
Just tell me if you agree, all right? So before I even knew who Tech Nine, I knew the name, but I don't know what this dude looked like. Everyone kept telling me, dude, you look like Tech Nine. <laughs> you look like Tech Nine, yeah, right? So I finally pulled usually <laughs> people, Someone else told like me I look like Dennis Rodman. They were goddamn wrong hey, about man. that one. But, oh, yeah. So I pulled up Tech Nine, and I'm like, oh, my God, I look like Tech Nine. Yeah, you do. <laughs> that is a weird thing. I, I can be his body double. I said that a little while ago when I walked in. Did and you? I was like, oh, I look like mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what, what time? What, what time you got starting this thing? 10 a.m. 10 a.m. So it's, it's, it's an all-day-long event, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., okay. and it's free all the way until 5 o'clock with a whole day stage. Kid Sensation is on there, Donald Glaude, a lot of Seattle bigs, um, Stevie Stone, UBI from Strange Music as well. We have a whole bunch of great music. And we also have a lot of games like axe throwing and hot shots basketball and a bunch oh, of cool. food trucks and just a really fun time that's free to everybody, all ages, come through the whole day. And then as kind of a separate event, we have a ticketed concert that nighttime. Okay. Scott, you said you've been working on this for you said two years and three months? Yes. That is a long wow. time, man. So how long were you willing to dedicate your time to make this happen? Um just as long day. as it took, or was it yeah. like, I, I'm going to give myself three years, you know what I mean, before you just Well, I mean, me and Redman are working on a, a TV show called The Dab Roast. Okay. And we've done a whole lot of podcasting with it, but now we're working on like a full Netflix version of it. Oh, right and on. as we're putting this thing together, we were like, we need more content, we need a big show to do something. So me and him created a production company called TDR Productions. And... Sean has come out to every one of our parties. He's been a part of everything. He was a guest on our show. So uh, we asked Sean, would you help us throw a big Seattle festival and host it for us? Sean's himself been trying to throw a big festival and be part of a festival for a couple years now. So we all were like, yeah, this is a great idea. I was like, Sean, what is that like? You know, you're like, hey, man, I'm going to go to these. Like, I like to go to an event because I want to party. You know what I mean? Like, I'm having a good time. But then you become such a regular at the events that you want to work for us. And I'd be torn, like. Well, I, I like. I want to get drunk and messed up, man. You know, if I, if like, I got to like work, we don't at our right. work event. Yeah, okay, <laughs> right. <laughs> but they know that here. Right. <laughs> That's expected here. Yeah, <laughs> we got the excuse, the radio rock and roll thing. Okay, yeah. Yeah. totally. And as Sean said, we're, we're trying to give a car away. So we, we're talking to a couple lots right now, but we found a charity that is willing to give a car lot a full write-off for that full retail value of that car if we can have that charity give it away at our event. And we're not trying to give a car away to the ticket winner. We're trying to give away the gift of giving. So if you win the car, you have to come up on stage, pull out your phone, and call somebody and give them a car in front of the audience. Oh, oh no nice. way. Okay. That's right, oh, that's so, crazy. That's about, it's about putting a smile on people's faces, man. It's about doing stuff in the community, but also it's a, it's a subject of surprise of someone to be able to help out someone else. Right. Sure. And, and Sean, <laughs> what what, uh, what what year did you get to Seattle? Was it like seventy two? Maybe <laughs> seventy. Like what, no, what, what? I got I got here. I, <laughs> I got here in 1989. 89, yeah. 80, yeah, I, yeah, I arrived yeah. in Damn, Seattle in 1989. Yeah. I know he was born know. in 69. I was just giving off. I, I arrived in 89, and I'm over here laughing my butt off. <laughs> 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 but you've been here forever, man. I and have. I've, I've seen the change of the city, and um, I've done a lot of community work, and I'm all about that, man. You can't, you know, you can't live in a place, uh, expect to make money off people and not be a part of the community. It, right. it doesn't work that way. Sure, yeah. yeah. And your kids still living in Seattle? Absolutely, they are. And uh, you had two uh, kids, sons that play college basketball. Too. Absolutely, I still got one. That's, uh he's a he's a junior in college. Um, he's a, he's still playing right now. So absolutely. Do now, they want your advice or do right. they want you to shut up? You know they what want I mean? Me to shut. Up. <laughs> really? <laughs> I would have to. When it comes to your kids of that sort, 
I would have to go get a other basketball player. I would go like go talk to Jamal Crawford. I would go talk to so many other guys that come over and put an influence on my sons because they don't really want to hear from you. That's, that's the crazy thing. <laughs> I, if you're the parent, it well, doesn't matter what you say, and your buddy comes over says the exact same thing. They're yeah. like, "Thank you." Yeah, absolutely. Talk I mean, about you, Ted. So you got you got you got to do that ahead of time. <laughs> could you could you still dunk on one of your kids? I, you know what? And that, the, this is the problem. I was just telling someone <laughs> yesterday. I, mean, I go out and I try to play some ball with my son. He's trying to dunk on me. He's at the age now where he just wants to dunk on me one time. So I actually <laughs> have to go out there and play this Bill Lambert defense. <laughs> All right. <laughs> physical. <laughs> so a little bit more physical than that. Definitely. Yeah. That's that. that. Now, the crazy thing is, man, and I did not realize this, and Miles was researching this earlier today. You know, most you got Kobe, you had LeBron James, right? And they're they're drafted out of high school. But in your case, what was it, University of Kentucky? I guess. Yeah, but see, I never, I never played but college never played. ball. Right. Then never, a JUCO didn't play. I think I drafted in the first yeah, round got, anyway. But you, right. you basically were one of the first athletes. Basically, just and I know that technically mm-hmm. that, but went from high school to the NBA. Yeah, I was probably the first one that went from high school to the NBA because the rest of the guys who went before me, a guy like Moses Malone, I think it was Bill Willoughby was before me, those guys actually played in the ABA. So Moses played in the ABA at first. Bill played in the ABA at first. I man, I never even practiced with a college team. So I was only in school for that, that, that one year. And then I was here in 1989. Uh, I graduated in 88, and I was here in 89. Did that yep. did that stress you out more, or did that give you more confidence? And just to basically go from high school and walk onto an NBA team? Man, if, 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 I'll take you to the experience real quick, man. It's the greatest feeling in this world. So here you are. You know, you're this kid who worked your butt off. Obviously, you got to have a lot of swag, a lot of confidence, you know, to get drafted. But once you do get drafted, this is the realization. So I get drafted at the number 17 pick in Seattle in 1989. I, um, how do they know, do that then? Do they call you on the phone? Like, no, I'm watching now it. I'm actually watching the draft. So I knew that I got drafted and I had a pretty good feeling I was going to come to Seattle and I'm, and I'm very excited. But then I look at this list. And it has a projected of players, and then it has everybody. So it has A through Z. These guys are trying out for the team. Guys who are already on the contract. And I look at there's 16 names on this list, and I'm at number 16. And I said, "Damn!" Now I made it. Now I got a whole other mountain to climb. Yeah, and you, you uh, grew up in uh, Indiana, right? Absolutely. And you should have been the Indiana State Player of the Year, but yeah. you didn't go to Indiana. So I didn't you, go to Indiana, so, so they kind of uh, screwed you over and gave did. it to somebody they, else. They let so me Right Purdue away. or Indiana. Right? I went to Kentucky, the, the 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 most hated school that you could possibly go to. <laughs> yeah, and there was no chance I was going to win that award. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. How's how's Sean Kemp's cannabis doing? It's doing great, man. Business is great. I, I truly appreciate everybody's um, who's come to the store and buy a product. It's doing great. Thank you for asking. We have two stores. We have one in Belltown. We also have one in the Soto District. And they're doing great. They're getting better. Um, I always like to let people know I have two stores. I have one in the Soto District and one in the Belltown District. And we appreciate everyone coming to both of them. I've yeah. been to the one in Belltown. Me too. Mm-hmm. A couple of times. Right. I, you, bought, you, I bought my scooter there first. Yeah, and, then bought, and then I bought weed there afterwards. <laughs> well, you know, at the Belltown one, I have a big painting on the outside. Right. Of yeah. myself. But if you come to the uh, Soto, you'll see there's a big painting of the inside. But this time I put like guys of Jim, Jimi Hendrix in there, Bruce okay. Lee. Guys from nice. around the, the city of his, uh, Seattle with uh, some history. So I uh, put Gary Payton, got different pictures of other than just myself. Now, who, whose idea was it to put up the mural of you? I mean, uh, was that you? Like, yes. paint my ass. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> no, it was not. I'm just joking. I couldn't be that smart. But it was the guys, that, guys that I work with, uh, they, thought it, they thought it would be a great idea. 
And then collectively, once we, 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 we started talking about it, we all agreed that it would be a great idea. Is it weird, mm-hmm. though? I'm sure you're used to it now, right? Mm-hmm. But like the first time you roll up, like mm-hmm. there's a big-ass painting of me on the outside of a building. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, the truth of it is, you, you, you know, they can put that painting of you on that building. But then even later, you'll come back and you'll say, that is a big-ass painting. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, is, it, is it weird now? Because, I mean, you, you, you got busted for having weed at one point in time. Right, absolutely. So is, is it strange to walk through that door and go, man, oh, man, because you had, like every Everybody else, we're yeah. the same age. You had to hide that stuff. Oh man, forever, absolutely, absolutely. And um, I mean, it, unless you're in Portland, maybe. But I mean, <laughs> what, <laughs> what the, the thing about that is this: is that I didn't, I didn't want to come out and just be like, oh, there you go, now I can sell weed. But of course, inside, I was saying, hey. Now I can sell weed legally. Yeah, which is, I mean, <laughs> right. in your lifetime, would yeah. you ever thought for one minute that you would be? Able to... I had, well, I had a buddy of mine when I first moved to Seattle. There's a buddy of mine. Uh, his name was John Gostein, man, and he used to tell me he he would tell me that weed is going to be legal around here one day, and I would say no, and he would always argue with me that it's going to be legal around here one day, and then uh, it, it really grew on me. And then I was just like, is this really going to come true? And, uh, you know, I, I was actually living in Houston when the weed was legalized uh, here in Seattle. And then I moved back and started checking on the laws and what I could do to pertain to get me a store to get into the business. And it took a few years to uh, team up with the right people. But I think I did a good job of teaming up with the right people. Now it's just about getting identified in the community, letting people know we have two stores, not just one. Right. And I think things will be great. And you're selling Sean uh, Payton's cookies? Yeah, Gary, I'm selling, Gary Payton's Gary, cookies. I'm, de- I'm definitely selling uh, Dairy, uh, Gary no, Payton's Have you been aware of Gary Payton's cookies, say, long before everyone else was aware of Gary I was Payton. aware of Gary Payton's <laughs> 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 I was uh, trying the Gary Payton's cookies out <laughs> yeah. before it was uh, Do, do you remember the, the SUV that you see around town, like 2005, it had the Superman logo in the front? Yeah. Was that his car? That was his car. I, I, I knew it. I was like, who else would customize a Superman logo in the no front doubt. of their SUV? I'm like, that's got to be Gary Payne. <laughs> no doubt about it, man. He's a car guy, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. And then you used to, didn't you used to own part of a bar down in Belgium? Yeah, that was Lower my Queen? bar. Yeah, it was uh, Queen Anne, uh, Oscar's Kitchen. Yeah. What, yeah. What, what, what haven't you done in the city? <laughs> like, now you're promoting festivals? <laughs> I know. No, man. Yeah. That's what, and I think that's what it's about. I mean, the, 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 the best thing about not... Uh, being able to play ball and being identified in this city is one thing, but to be able to become friends with people around the city and be able to promote these things and be a part of certain things is another thing, and that's what puts a smile on my face. Houston, yeah, I mean, right, yeah. I was to say, like, we're all transplants, yeah. and I mean, yeah. we've been here, what, 18 years? 18 years. Uh, yeah, but I'm with I mean, it's great. It's great having friends here, and the Northwest is awesome. Well, you, you brought up Houston. That's Willie Nelson's uh, hometown. And, uh, of course, uh, have you ever smoked with, like, Willie or Snoop or any of those guys? Absolutely. Both of those guys. Have you really? <laughs> now, what is that? Who, who did is you a take stronger a smoker? <laughs> After, you know, obviously Snoop. <laughs> well, who has the stronger weed? Um, uh, Willie, no doubt about it. Because he has his own label, or his yes, own uh, strain of weed and everything else. Yes, uh, he has a, what's what, it, Willie, uh, uh, Willie's Reserve. Willie's, Willie's Reserve. reserve. Yeah. What's, what's the difference? I mean, uh, Willie's uh, 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 Reserves is a more dense weed. Okay. So it's a strong, it's a very, very strong indica. And with Snoop, Snoop actually has a, a professional roller. You don't know what you <laughs> Yeah, he, 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 that guy, <laughs> that guy, that guy makes $100,000 a year. There you go, man. So he has someone rolling him up on the side. You just smoke it. Well, his puff, his puff puff pass <laughs> tour, my, my kid went to it. Snoop does the microwave trick, too. Every blunt goes in the microwave oh, yeah. for a couple all seconds. Right, why so is I, that now? I what is that? A, hang on. I went through a phase where all I smoked were blunts. 
And I was always about the microwave. Like, yep. let technology help. What does Instead the microwave of, do? Because you got to lick it to seal it. Instead Correct. of using your lighter and take it forever to seal it, just 10 seconds in the microwave. And it kind of fluffs it, it up and fills it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just for popcorn anymore, kids. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Miles, I've done it at your house. You came upstairs. Oh, yeah, you were yeah, like, yeah. what's burning? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Until she opened up the microwave and she goes... Really? <laughs> <laughs> Is it crazy to realize you're smoking with Snoop Dogg? No, it's awesome, man. Uh, he just had a concert here last week, and he was wearing my jersey on stage, man. I love the guy to death. One thing about Snoop, one thing about Snoop that people really need to know, as, as good as a rapper that he is, he's really that smart of a person. And that's why you see him doing so many th- different things business-wise. The guy, he really, he really gets it business-wise. So I, I enjoy sitting down talking to him about business. Who, yeah. who do you think is more commercial, Snoop or Shaq? Because Shaq apparently was Shaq. Shaq, Shaq. I'll right. show you uh, car insurance. Hey, I'll show like, you printer ink. Everything. I see how. There's nothing that Shaquille O'Neal can't do, trust <laughs> yeah. me. The guy's everywhere. I mean, he gets it, um, you know, um, and not just a good basketball player, but he was like, yeah, I remember, he's a platinum rapper. God, that's right. He's he just dropped a, a really good song like two days ago. Yeah. Right, is it honestly good? Yeah, yeah. it is. Okay. Yeah. And he was Kazam. He was in Blue Chip. Yeah, yeah I mean, Kazam is his claim to movie. fame. Yeah. You know well, he I mean? Had a, Blue Chip. Wasn't that Sinbad? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he played him. Hey, he that's his, you got to remember, that's his chicken place down there, Climate Pledge. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it's big that's chicken. A, that's his chicken. Mm-hmm. That's his chicken. Can you hang out for a little bit longer? Absolutely. I can. All right, we'll be back more with uh, Sean Kemp right after these. Supersonics legend uh, Sean Kemp with us in studio. The Cantana Festival, August 26th in Renton. Tech 9 and uh, local guy, uh, Swisher Sleep, will also be on the bill. Uh, tickets on sale, cantanafest.com. Uh, Sean, who would you say, and, and I'm sure that you are... Uh, you're probably in the know that the hopefully the Supersonics will be back here in a couple of years, right? Yeah, I think so. I think um, we're closer to getting them than uh, them being away. And I'm maybe sure. Vegas, but uh, it seems like Seattle is. I think Seattle and Vegas is at the top of the list right now for both teams. Who's the hardest guy that you ever had to play up uh, against? You know, I, I could name a lot of guys out there who was tough for me to play against, but there's one guy that I always would give respect to. That's Carl Malone. Um, you know, he kind of... You know, playing against Carl really taught me a lot, man. Uh, he's a big, strong guy who uh, who likes to throw elbows, and he was a very good player. And you know, he had a, had another good friend beside him, John Stockton. And I think myself and Gary Payton both learned a lot from both of those. He, guys. he was the mailman; you were the rain man. It was, except for man. he had an eighteen wheeler and drove, you know, uh, the yeah, cowboy but, hat on. Yeah, you know, he would actually drive that eighteen wheeler before the game sometimes and try to intimidate us. But I used, <laughs> I used to laugh at that stuff, though. <laughs> All right, I got one for you. I'm sure you've been asked this before. Are you still in contact? Did you ever talk like uh, Lister? Yeah, the absolutely. Lister Blister. Yeah, I'm going to tell you a story. Lister called I mean, me. That he just called so me. Famous. He called. He he got a hold of me about a year about a year ago. He was actually a year and a half ago. He was over in the Philippines, right. and he said that every time he walked down the street, people was doing the point to him. So he was like, never goes away. I went all the way over here to the Philippines, and I still can't get rid of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, oh, there's been a lot of ducks in the NBA. That one is just so tough. Absolutely. Uh, you ever, have you ever flown coach on an airline? I have, man. An emergency, <laughs> and then I, I tell you what, I got a, I got this theory about coach, man. When you fly coach, I sit the exit row, but then I stand up the whole flight. You have I to. I have to literally stand up the whole flight. No, wow. I mean, you're six ten. I mean, right. And I've, um, but normally I fly first class, but sometimes 
first class is taken, and people are not giving up those first classes. No, no. I don't, no, I don't blame them. But I, so I'll go back and I'll sit in the coach. i just stand up the whole flight. What's the worst uh, shot you've taken to the head, just not being able to see something and running into something? No doubt. Bill Lambert hit me. <laughs> <laughs> when I first came into the NBA, I didn't. I still had a little of the high schoolish in me. Yeah. So you know how guys will start pointing at you from one bench. And then, I, you know, in high school, you point back at him. You're like, hey, yeah, you shut up. Right. So the Pistons were pointing at me. So I started pointing back at it, and one of the guys on my team said, hey, do not point back. Them, those are, that's the bad boys. I was like, so what? Don't point back at him. He said, I wouldn't do that. Well, I woke up in the hospital. Oh, oh damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> was, he, was he a nice guy off the court? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, uh, but, you know, I'll be honest with you, he's a hell of a basketball player. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no one can argue that one. No. Uh, someone has a good question here. Just as far as weed goes, so you have your two locations, right? right. Soto and Belltown. Do you sell any of your products out of store? No, I don't. Okay. No, I don't. I don't put my name on any products currently. Okay. All right. I, um, you know, that's, you know, it's like anything else in business. You want to take your time before you jump into something. I don't want to put my name on products and then have all these other companies using my likeliness. So until I can have a blueprint on exactly what I'm going to do business-wise when it comes to products, I won't do it. Are you more busy now that you're not playing basketball Absolutely. than when you were? Absolutely. Because now uh, it's not just about myself. It's about the workers who work for me. So you, you, you not only have to worry about in basketball, you just kind of, you know, you had to worry about yourself. Of course, your teammates, you're accountable for your teammates also. Uh, and I think that's what's helping me out in business a little bit is that I was able to work with guys on the court and keep a good team together. And now in business, it's kind of the same thing. But no, I um, I generally enjoy working with people, and that's your responsibility to uh, to handle your business for that team. Are people kind of shocked when they walk in your store and there you are? Yeah, absolutely. They smile. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> seriously. And I, you know, the funny, the good thing about doing this is this is that just here in the last two days, I've had a person from Greece, Australia, two days ago come see me, and today already I've had a person from Florida. Tennessee and New York come see. Well, the All-Star Weekend, it had to be huge. Yeah, so the All-Star Week was absolutely huge. But generally, every week goes by, we get people from around the country who just travel here just to come by and see the weed stories, which is very cool. Especially with the cruise industry and everything else. It had to be cool, man. Think about it like this. I've been to McDonald's 10,000 times in my life. Never met Ronald goddamn McDonald. <laughs> now, you know what I mean? So, like, when you go to a place named after That's something, right. you don't expect them to be. If you, like you said, if you go to Climate Pledge and go to Shaq's Chicken, you do not expect Shaquille O'Neal to be there. Right. So people probably have that same mentality. They walk into your weed shop and they're like, I will be damned. I don't, yeah. I don't know. No, it's, it's, a... it's, cool that, it's cool that you guys say that because absolutely, that's the element of surprise that I try to bring to the business and spend so much time there. So generally, I'm at, if I'm not at one location, I'm at the other location. I switch them around every other day. And just to stay identified with the people to let them know that I'm doing this hands-on. Right yep, on, man. Yep, yep. I went there to pick him up earlier today, and I didn't know if it's a normal thing, but he was there at his store, and there were people waiting on him to show up. And, and as soon as he pulls up, he's like, oh, how many of you? And he goes and grabs a bunch of jerseys, and he gave out jerseys to all the kids and signed them all in his parking lot. And I was, just like, I was, ama- I was amazed by it. What about adults? My yeah, kids, what the hell my jerseys? <laughs> yeah, listen, man, jersey? I watch my kids get hooked up with everything. We go, hey, come here, son. And I'm like, bro, this is your first game. You know what I mean? I spent the money to be here. I bought your popcorn, your cotton candy, your goddamn dipping dots and the Sprite I told you not to tell your mother about. 
and you got a freebie? <laughs> Damn, I got to go to the yeah, team yeah, store, yeah, brother. Yeah. I'm dropping 90 bucks. Well, speaking of that, all, all your kids are grown up now, right? Absolutely. That's That's got to be a relief. Man, absolutely. They're grown <laughs> up. They got through college. I mean, you, no more Father's Day jokes for you. None no, of that crap. No, man. Like, you know what? And they're, 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 they're all smarter than me. They graduated from college, and you can't Did you pay for that? Yes. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I don't even want to tell you what I just paid. Everybody was just like, I mean, damn. Really, I mean, could Every he just, just bowed, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those payments was well worth it, man. Absolutely. Yeah. They were all out of state, probably, too. I'm hoping you know, my kids are. Actually, most of them went to school at UW and Washington State. Really? See, that's those, pricey, man. I got two kids, and all I can think is either get a scholarship on academics, which seems unlikely. Uh, get it on sports, which is on, or just be dumb enough where we all agree, like, this is not worth the money. That's all. I'm just trying to save money, man. But you're not a grandparent yet. No, right? no, okay, not a grandparent right. yet, man. Just, um, yeah, just a, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough thing. I, I pity with the families out there putting their kids through college, especially if you have more than two well, or three. Well, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's some definitely work that goes behind that. At least your two sons maybe got a scholarship? Yeah, yeah. My, okay. my son was able to get a scholarship to UW, but my my um, you know, my daughters also went to college, and uh, you got to be there, and they got to be treated well the whole time through, too. What's but, it like being a kid, uh, and your dad is Sean Kemp? Well, I, I well, I think, it, like I said before, the thing about it is this: is that you these days you want to be cool, but you have to be dad, right? right. And then, um, so uh, you, you got to lay down the rules, and that's just the way it is. And I think, uh, well, myself, my parents always told me to have a good foundation, man. So that's what I try to push out on my kids. You have a strong foundation and then things can only be better from there. Now, do you think it works? Because I try to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are they even listening? Are, I always you tell my wife You really this. don't know until they get out of the house. Until they're like 30. Yeah, until yeah, you my gotta, wife. They have to get out of the house and still then you have to give them a little time. Sure. But, um, you know, as long as they're your kids, you got to support them. And that's the thing about it. It doesn't matter if they mess up. It doesn't matter if they do well. You still got to be there for them. Well, you got to, mm-hmm. your daughter, I mean, she introduces you to her boyfriend or whatever. I mean, what's the look on this? <laughs> Oh man, you trying? You want to scare the hell out of this guy? You, know I mean? you literally, you literally, like he's trying to shake your hand, and you're like, really, you really, you want to shake my hand right now? I will crush your hand. But, yeah, I mean, not only you have to say anything, you just look down at him. That's right. No, but no, it's. You treat them fairly, and I think um, they they come back and treat you fairly. Also, was there uh, was there one moment in your NBA career that you'll always remember that was just something special to you, or just it, maybe it was off the wall or whatever, but you'll never forget it? Yeah, I, I, I do, man. Just um, this has been telling you, just being a kid walking into that locker room, seeing these big, huge guys um, uh, was a very intimidating. You know, very intimidating, and. Uh, it came back to this 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 thing that this coach told me a long time ago, and it, and I used to and I asked this coach one time. There was I was trying out for a team when I was a kid, and there was 350 kids in the gym, and I was like, "How do you become number one?" And this coach told me, he goes, "Well, you don't have to fight everybody at one time. You just got to fight them at one at a time." Yeah, that's yeah. true. He goes, "Take your time and go through them one at a time." So. That's what I kind of did when I got here, man. It was intimidating to see a lot of these older guys in the locker room. But when I was able to um, realize that I could use my brain and my smarts, my speed and my quickness when I was young to my advantage, that's what I'd done. But yeah, you drafted at 89 or whatever it was. Did you ever think you'd spend the rest of your life in Seattle? I mean, for the most part, for the most part of your life. I did. I did. I, well, I knew I would spend a lot of time here because um, once I got traded from Seattle – 
I went to Cleveland, mm. and then I, I, I knew that I wanted to come back to see how it was He's not kidding, man. That's not even a swipe I was like, look, I can't get back to the Sonics, so I'm going to get traded to the Portland Trailblazers. But I got to get back close to well, Seattle for sure. Kevin, you got the Emerald City or the mistake by the lake. Right. Well, Kevin, right. Kevin Clabro, who went down there and did uh, the, uh, the call for uh, the Trailblazers after he, uh, the Sonics were done, he, he gave you the nickname, the Rain Man. Yes, he? he did, man. Kevin, uh, he came up. Actually... You know, we they were trying to name me the reindeer, and I was like, no way, that's not going on. <laughs> the reindeer, not going on. And then he was like the rain man, and then I was like, you know, and I was like, man, it rains so much around here. I'm going to be the rain man every day around here, but I don't know. And then they was like, no, not rain like R-A-I-N, like rain like thunder, like, you know, the old school, like the gladiators, the old school rain. And I was like, hey, I don't know, man, but. You know, I went to sleep that night. I woke up at 3 in the morning, and I was calling these guys at the radio station. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we're going to take the rain, man. man. Yeah. So uh, immediately, I think in the next week, we put my name on some water bottles, talking rain. Things just popped off really fast. Did the movie mess it up for you? The Costco right. brothers put me on the posters. It just it really <laughs> took off from that point. Yeah, it used to be the Iceman, George Gervin. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, well, at first, uh, okay, they said it was like the Iceman. And I was like, well, I'm Dr. K. And it was like, there's already a Dr. J. <laughs> Dr. K sounds like a drug reward. Thank you. I was like, I've been a Bernie man. I've met Dr. K. <laughs> John Kemp and uh, Scott McKinley, thank you guys so much. The uh, Cantana Fest is August Cantana 20. Fest. Uh, Cantana Fest is August 26th in Renton. Uh, Tech Nine will be there. Our sister station, Hot 1037, is putting that on. Tickets are on sale now at cantanafest.com. Thank you guys so much for stopping. Please buy tickets, and we appreciate everybody for uh, listening to us. Sean, the day's coming up. You are listening to the men's room. Supersonics legend uh, Sean Kemp with us in studio. The Cantana Festival, August 26th in Renton. Tech 9 and a local guy, uh, Swisher Sleep, will also be on the bill. Uh, tickets on sale, cantanafest.com. Uh, Sean, who would you say, and, I, and I'm sure that you are... Uh, you're probably in the know that the hopefully the Supersonics will be back here in a couple years, right? Yeah, I think so. I think... Um, we're closer to getting them than uh, them being away. Obviously. And maybe Vegas, but uh, it seems like Seattle is. I think Seattle and Vegas is at the top of the list right now for both teams. Who's the hardest guy that you ever had to play up uh, against? You know, I, I could name a lot of guys out there who was tough for me to play against, but there's one guy that I always would give respect to. That's Carl Malone. Um, you know, he kind of, you know, playing against Carl really taught me a lot, man. Uh, he's a big, strong guy who. Uh, who likes to throw elbows, and he was a very good player. And, you know, he had a, had another good friend beside him, John Stockton, and I think myself and Gary Payton both learned a lot from both of those he, guys. He was the mailman, you were the rain man. It was, Except for man. he had an 18-wheeler and drove, you know, uh, a yeah, cowboy but, hat on. Yeah, you know, he would actually drive that 18-wheeler before the game sometimes and try to intimidate us. But I, used, <laughs> I, I used to laugh at that stuff, though. <laughs> All right, I got one for you. I'm sure you've been asked this before. Are you still in contact? Did you ever talk like uh, Lister? Yeah, the absolutely. Lister Blister. Yeah, I'm going to tell you a story. Lister <laughs> called I mean, me. That he just called so me. Famous. He called he, he got a hold of me about a year about a year ago. He was actually a year and a half ago. He was over in the Philippines. Right. And he said that every time he walked down the street, people was doing the point to him. So he was like, it never goes away. Like, I went all the way over here to the Philippines, and I still can't get rid of you. <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, there's been a lot of ducks in the NBA. That one is just so tough. Absolutely. Uh, you ever, uh, have you ever flown coach on an airline? 
I have, man. It was like an emergency. <laughs> and then I I tell you what, I got a, I got this theory about coach, man. When you fly coach, I sit the exit row, but then I stand up the whole flight. You have I, to. I have to. Literally stand up the whole flight. No, I mean, I mean, you're, you're 6'10". I mean, right. And I've, um, but normally I fly first class, but sometimes – First class is taken, and people are not giving up those first classes. No, no. It'll never I don't happen. blame them. I, so I'll go back, and I'll sit in the coach. i just stand up the whole flight. What's the worst uh, shot you've taken to the head, just not being able to see something and running into something? No doubt. Bill Lambert hit me. <laughs> <laughs> when I first came into the NBA, I didn't. I still had a little of the high schoolish in me. Yeah. So you know how guys will start pointing at you from one bench. And then, I, you know, in high school, you point back at him. You're like, hey, yeah, you shut up. Right. So the Pistons were pointing at me. So I started pointing back at it, and one of the guys on my team said, hey, do not point back. Those, those are, that's the bad boys. I was like, so what? I'm pointing back at him. He said, I wouldn't do that. Well, I woke up in the hospital. Oh, oh damn. Hey. Oh, damn. Was, he, was he a nice guy off the court? <laughs> you know, and, uh, but, you know, I'll be honest with you, he's a hell of a basketball player. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no one can argue that one. No. Uh, someone has a good question here, just as far as weed goes. So you have your two locations, right? right. Soto and Belltown. Do you sell any of your products out of store? No, I don't. Okay. No, I don't. I don't put my name on any products currently. Okay. All right. I, um, you know, that's, you know, it's like anything else in business. You want to take your time before you jump into something. I don't want to put my name on products and then have all these other companies using my likeliness. So until I can have a blueprint on exactly what I'm going to do business-wise when it comes to products, I won't do it. Are you more busy now that you're not playing basketball Absolutely. than when you were? Absolutely. Because now uh, it's not just about myself. It's about the workers who work for me. So you, you, you not only have to worry about in basketball, you just kind of, you know, you had to worry about yourself. Of course, your teammates, you're accountable for your teammates also. Uh, and I think that's what's helping me out in business a little bit is that I was able to work with guys on the court and keep a good team together. And now in business, it's kind of the same thing. But no, I um, I generally enjoy working with people, and that's your responsibility to uh, to handle your business for that team. Are people kind of shocked when they walk in your store and there you are? Yeah, absolutely. They smile. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> seriously. And I, you know, the funny, the good thing about doing this is this is that just here in the last two days, I've had a person from Greece, Australia, two days ago come see me, and today already I've had a person from Florida. Tennessee and New York come see. Well, the All-Star Weekend, it had to be huge. Yeah, so the All-Star Weekend was absolutely huge. But generally, every week goes by, we get people from around the country who just travel here just to come by and see the weed stores, which is very cool. Especially with the cruise industry and everything else. It had to be cool, man. Think about it like this. I've been to McDonald's 10,000 times in my life. Never met Ronald goddamn McDonald's. (laughs) You know what I mean? So when you go to a place named after something, you don't expect them to be. Like you said, if you go to Climate Pledge and go to Shaq's Chicken, you do not expect Shaquille O'Neal to be there. Right. So people probably have that same mentality. They walk into your weed shop and they're like, I will be damned. Yeah. I don't know. No, it's, 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 cool that, it's cool that you guys say that because absolutely, that's the element of surprise that I try to bring to the business and spend so much time there. So generally, I'm at, if I'm not at one location, I'm at the other location. I switch them around every other day. And just to stay identified with the people to let them know that I'm doing this hands-on. Right yep, on, man. Yep, yep. I went and, there to pick him up earlier today, and I didn't know if it's a normal thing, but he was there at his store, and there were people waiting on him to show up. And, and as soon as he pulls up, he's like, oh, how many of you? And he goes and grabs a bunch of jerseys, and he gave out jerseys to all the kids and signed them all in his parking lot. And I was, just like, I was, ama- I was amazed by it. What about adults? My yeah, kids, what the hell? <laughs> <my jersey laughs> no, listen, man. I watch my kids get hooked up. 
with everything. We go, hey, come here, son. And I'm like, bro, this is your first game. You know what I mean? I spent the money to be here. I bought your popcorn, your cotton candy, your goddamn dipping dots and a Sprite I told you not to tell your mother about. And you got a freebie? Damn, I got to go to the yeah, team yeah, store, yeah. brother. I'm dropping 90 bucks. Well, speaking of that, all, all your kids are grown up now, right? Absolutely. That's That's got to be a relief. Man, absolutely. They're grown <laughs> up. They got through college. I mean, you, no more Father's Day jokes for you. None no, of that crap. No, I mean, man. Like, you know what? And they're, 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 they're all smarter than me. They graduated from college, and you can't Did you pay for that? Yes. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I don't even want to tell you what I just paid. I mean, couldn't you just, just bowed. <laughs> 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 those payments was well worth it, man. Absolutely. Yeah. They were all out of state, probably, too. I'm hoping no, either my I, kids Actually, are... most of them went to school at UW and Washington. Really? All right. See, that's those... pricey, man. I got two kids, and all I can think is either get a scholarship on academics, which seems unlikely. Uh, get it on sports, which is on, or just be dumb enough where we all agree, like, it's just not worth the money. That's all. I'm just trying to save money, man. But you're not a grandparent yet. No, right? no, okay, not a grandparent right. yet, man. Just, um, yeah, just a, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough thing. I, I pity with the families out there putting their kids through college, especially if you have more than two <laughs> or three. Well, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's some definitely work that goes behind that. At least your two sons maybe got a scholarship? Yeah, yeah. My, okay. my son was able to get a scholarship to UW, but my my um, you know, my daughters also went to college, and uh, you got to be there, and they got to be treated well the whole time through, too. What's but, it like being a kid, uh, and your dad is Sean Kemp? Well, I, I well, I think, it, like I said before, the thing about it is this: is that you these days you want to be cool, but you have to be dad, right? And then um, so uh, you, you got to lay down the rules, and that's just the way it is. And I think uh, with myself, my parents always told me to have a good foundation, man. So that's what I try to push out on my kids. You have a strong foundation and then things can only be better from there. Now, do you think it works? Because I try to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are they even listening? I always you tell my wife You really this. don't know until they get out of the house. Until they're like 30. Yeah. Until yeah, you my gotta, they have to get out of the house and still then you have to give them a little time. Sure. But, um, you know, as long as they're your kids, you got to support them. And that's the thing about it. It doesn't matter if they mess up. It doesn't matter if they do well. You still got to be there for them. Well, you got to, mm-hmm. you know, your daughter, I mean, she introduces you to her boyfriend or whatever. I mean, what's the look on this? <laughs> Oh man, you trying? You want to scare the hell out of this guy? You hear me? You literally, you literally, like he's trying to shake your hand, and you're like, really? You really, you want to shake my hand right now? I will crush your hand. But, <laughs> I mean, not only you have to say anything, you just look down at him. That's right. No, but no, it's. You treat them fairly, and I think um, they they come back and treat you fairly. Also, was there uh, was there one moment in your NBA career that you'll always remember that was just something special to you, or just it, maybe it was off the wall or whatever, but you'll never forget it? Yeah, I, I, I do, man. Just um, this has been telling you, just being a kid walking into that locker room, seeing these big, huge guys um, uh, was a very intimidating. You know, very intimidating, and. Uh, it came back to this 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 thing that this coach told me a long time ago, and it, and I used to and I asked this coach one time. There was I was trying out for a team when I was a kid, and there was 350 kids in the gym, and I was like, "How do you become number one?" And this coach told me, he goes, "Well, you don't have to fight everybody at one time. You just gotta fight them at one at a time." Yeah, that's yeah. true. He goes, "Take your time and go through them one at a time." So. That's what I kind of did when I got here, man. It was intimidating to see a lot of these older guys in the locker room. But when I was able to um, realize that I could use my brain and my smarts, my speed and my quickness when I was young to my advantage, that's what I'd done. You drafted at 89 or whatever it was. Did you ever think you'd spend the rest of your life in Seattle? I mean, for the most part, for the most part of your life. I did. I did. I, well, I knew I would spend a lot of time here because um, once I got traded from Seattle – 
I went to Cleveland, mm. and then I, I, I knew that I wanted to come back to Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> He's not kidding, man. That's not even a swipe. I was like, look, I can't get back to the Sonics, so I'm going to get traded to the Portland Trailblazers. But I got to get back close to well, Seattle for sure. Right, you got the Emerald City or the <laughs> yeah. mistake by the lake. Right. Well, right. Kevin, Kevin Clabro, who went down there and did uh, the, uh, the call for uh, the Trailblazers after he, uh, the Sonics were done, he, he gave you the nickname, the Rain Man. Yes, he, he did. Man. Kevin, uh, he came up. Actually, you know, we they were trying to name me the reindeer, and I was like, no way, that's not going on. <laughs> the reindeer, not going on. And then he was like the rain man, and then I was like, you know, and I was like, man, it rains so much around here. I'm going to be the rain man every day around here, but I don't know. And then they was like, no, not rain like R-A-I-N, like rain like thunder, like, you know, the old school, like the gladiators, the old school rain. And I was like, hey, I don't know, man, but. You know, I went to sleep that night. I woke up at 3 in the morning, and I was calling these guys at the radio station. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we're going to take the rain, man. Right? Yeah. So uh, immediately, I think in the next week, we put my name on some water bottles, talking rain. Things just popped off really fast. Did the movie mess it up for you? The Costco right. brothers put me on the posters. It just it really <laughs> took off from that point. Yeah, it used to be the Iceman, George Gervin. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, well, at first, uh, okay, so it was like the Iceman. And then I was like, well, I'm Dr. K. And it was like, there's already a Dr. J. <laughs> Dr. K sounds like a drug reward. Thank you. I was like, I've been a Bernie man. I've met Dr. K. <laughs> Sean Kemp and uh, Scott McKinley, thank you guys so much. The uh, Cantana Fest is August Cantana Fest is August twenty sixth in Renton. Uh, Tech Nine will be there. Our sister station, Hot 1037, is putting that on. Tickets are on sale now at cantanafest.com. Thank you guys so much for stopping in. Yeah, please buy yeah, 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 tickets, cool. and we appreciate everybody for uh, listening to us. Sean, the day's coming up. You are listening to the Men's Room. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Want more of the men's room? Download the new podcast from Miles and Thrill, the greatest story never told. Available on Radio.com. And hey, I forgot. Uh, Big Dummy 206803 Rock. Hey, Dip responsibly. Hello, Brad. Welcome to the men's room. Yeah, what's up, guys? It's Brad the Meat Man. Hola. Hey, Brad. What's up, Brad? What up, Craig? You Are you back in Washington State? Yeah, dude. We, we were in Shemult this morning. I'm driving up with Lance. Do you know where we're going? Oh, for sure. 
Okay, so you're sober then, Brad. Gotcha. Oh, no, no. No, Lance is driving. <laughs> All right, okay. No, no, man. No, hell no, man. Don't ruin my reputation. Hell no. How many times have you made him pull over so you could pee? <laughs> nah, dude, doing shots. No big deal. All right, Brad. What are you never going to do again on our men's room poll? Live sports, <laughs> concerts, movies, or Vegas? You know, I was going to say Vegas, but if it's going to a movie... Like to a movie theater, I would I would lose. That. No, 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 but no, also it's, on you demand. You can't watch them at yeah. home. Can't watch them on a plane. Oh movie no, no, then Vegas. Vegas. It's got to be. Brad, here's your question: What flavor of pop tart does Buddy the Elf use in his spaghetti? An elf. What flavor pop tart? Yeah. Uh, gotta be strawberry. Chocolate. Chocolate. Chocolate fudge. Yeah. So if you had to mix a Pop-Tart with your spaghetti, Brad, would you go a <laughs> strawberry Pop-Tart in your spaghetti if you had to use a Pop-Tart? I mean, yeah, you know, fruit, sure. Oh, no, I think i go brown sugar, man. Mm. Unfrosted. Mm. All right. You're smart. You're, thank you. Yes, I know how to mix Pop-Tarts and pasta, brother. This is <laughs> I am your source. All right, your question, how many digits of pie are there? How many digits? Mm, I'll accept one of two answers. It's it's infin it's infinity. It is infinity. I would accept. Brad, I'll see tomorrow, dude. I'd and accept three or infinite because most people say three point one four. I was like, all right, I'll take that or infinite. I just said eight, but I, which you're not wrong. You know, if it's infinite, basically any number you list would be <laughs> fair. So here's my thing: they have established the fact that they believe uh, pi to be infinite, and then once every two years, they'll tell you our new supercomputer. Got this many numbers. Well, if it's infinite, you know why are you still pursuing this? Right. It does. If you know that it is infinite, you understand. Then the only thing you're going to discover is failure. It is impossible for you to solve it. Right. If it, mm-hmm. so, why? Why do we care? We'll stick with three point one four. We're done, guys. Uh, my niece rattled off at least ninety seconds. Her teacher challenged the class to try to to go as far back as they could on pi. I showed you that video 90 seconds now, long. Now, okay, of, of now, but niece. wait. Was she right? Because I could go 3.1472. She, no, she, she was correct. Because if I told you that I believe that, you'd be like, wow, dude, that's impressive. It's not. I lied. But she actually got the right numbers. She did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Game is a big dummy, 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Tom. Welcome to the men's room. How you doing in that? Oh, and oh, I. Tom, are you sober or not sober? I'm sober. Okay. Tom, welcome to Big W. All right, what are you never going to do again there? Live sports, concerts, movies, or Vegas? Uh, I have to say Vegas. Vegas. Have you been? Yes, several times. When's the last time? Oh, probably been uh, 20 years almost. Okay, it's been a while. All right. That's my main motivation to go to Vegas now. I want to see, uh, what's the new building? The Orb? That Orb looks amazing. It is. it, It sounds stupid. But, like, they were showing what it can do just on the outside. So, even if I don't get inside to see the event, I was like, that's actually really. The sphere? Might be the sphere. It's the sphere. I know it's something round, all right? I saw one uh, perspective from a pilot who's flying into Vegas, and the sphere just had a giant ass eyeball that just kept, like, staring at the plane as it's rolling in. (laughs) It's weird. I mean, it looks so cool, though, man. All right, here is your question Alexander the Great was the leader of which empire? He was Greek. Roman. Macedonian. They're very definitive differences, right? Between um, Greek, Roman, Macedonian. Well, his father was Alexander Macedon, Philip of Macedon. That thing is crazy. 
Are you looking at it? Yeah. Is that new? It, yeah. Have you it, not seen it? No. It, it opens officially, I want to say, in September. U2 is going to be the first performance at the Sphere. Are they playing? They're actually playing, they're playing inside? They're playing inside. So the inside is like a concert hall, auditorium, sporting event, whatever you got to do. But the outside is the thing. Seriously, if you have the chance to Google image the the sphere, sphere, thank you. Wow, in Vegas, they're ju- and they're just kind of practicing it right now. Yeah, that's all they're doing right now. This huh. is not officially. Man, it is, is that cool? It's super cool. Damn. So now maybe I have to okay. go back to Vegas. All right. I know. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know the hell with movies. Yeah, forget movies. Actually, that would be yeah. that would be. How cool is that thing? Yeah, that's awesome. All right, back to you, Tom. Your question: What TV judge wrote the book? Quote: Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. <laughs> TV judge? Yes. There's, like one. Um, There's a lot of TV judges. I don't Mike. know. Harry from Night Court? Harry from Night Court. No. Judge, I'll say Judy. Judge Judy, yes. There's also Uh-oh. Judge, uh, what's it, uh, Brown. Right. Locker. Is he still doing a show? Yeah. Judge Steve Harvey. Judge Steve Harvey. I guess, uh, yeah. There's not a lot. All right, your question. What pop vocal group performs at the wedding in Bridesmaids? Um, <laughs> I have no idea. Genesis. Is it the group or just the song? I think it's the actual group. I think. Well, it's Wilson Phillips. It's Correct. the song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I didn't see the movie. No, I just, I'm trying to remember the end of the movie. I felt like it was just the actor singing it. I, I could be totally It could wrong. have been. I don't know. Either way, Wilson Phillips is awful. All right, your question. In the Disney movie 101 Dalmatians, what was stolen from the Deerly family? Don't overthink it. Uh, two of the puppies. In the Disney movie 101 Dalmatians, what was stolen from the Deerly family was 101 Dalmatians. Oh, it took them all. Which, you know, frankly, might be a good thing. At that point, you're a dog hoarder. I'm just saying. Thor, you are correct. They were in the movie. They were in the movie. Okay. Let's hold on. Please don't sing that song. God, I hate that song, man. Just for one more day. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, your question. What movie character said, I may not be a smart man, but I know what love is? Jenny, that was Forrest Gump. (laughs) You know, what's on a quick side note, does that make Lou Graham... From foreign or stupid. Because he wants to know what love is? He wants to know what love is. Forrest Gump's like, I'm not a smart man. I know what love is. No, but that guy's trying to set a trap. Like, I want to know what love is. Just you have to show me. Right? It's setting a trap. You're saying he's a predator. Forrest Gump's just like, no, I respect love. I think I know what Jenny did now. Connect with the men's room on Instagram at men's room live. Art of a minute to drink a time. Somebody out there deserves to be recognized. And the men's room knows just who it is. So to you, we say, bottoms up, sailor. You're the toast of our shot of the day. Drink time it is, and as usual, we head to the drink desk and Steve Throw Hill to find out who we're toasting. Yes, indeed. And today we toast a young man named Cash. He's about 10 years old, and he very recently saw country star Lainey Wilson in concert. (laughs) Now... This little kid, he had the cowboy hat on, and he's dressed for the occasion, but he had a sign, and the sign read, quote, Laney helped me win my bet. I need a hug. Then my brother owes me 50 bucks. So Laney, she invites Cash up on stage and helped Cash win, well, some cash by giving him a hug. 
Right? The whole crowd cheers. It's this big moment. And then afterwards, when you watch the video, you see him whisper something into her ear. And she kind of has a shocked face. But I'll let... I'll let Lainey explain exactly what he said. Keep in mind, this is the middle of a concert. And mm-hmm. then she tells the crowd what this kid just said. Now, I won't believe what Cash just said. He literally just said, I got to tell you something. My brother likes your butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She does have a great ass. <laughs> she, it, I mean, it is she, just funny. She does. But she embraces it. Well, I was going to say, if you watch Yellowstone, she was just like the hot new character that could sing. And like one of the cowboys started like hooking up with her and everything. And then, yeah, it was like, I don't know, six months later. Because I was like, Man, this girl's kind of awesome. And it was like six months later, that video showed up and then she's just blown up. She's blown up. And, they, and somebody asked her, do you mind people talking about your butt all the time? And she's like, my ass sold records. She's yeah. like, I ever kept talking about my ass, and then they heard my music, and then I sold like millions of copies. She's like, I'm just fine with that. Good. But man, I like that. My brother likes your butt. So we pour this booze, and we drink this booze, because we think it's yummy. Yummy! So over the tongue and down the throat to party in our tummies. Down the hola, Pichola! Thanks for listening to the best of the Men's Room podcast. Want more of the Men's Room? The greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Oh, man! A Double Flush production. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.